say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, and then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as the frost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And then from 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 15. The point is, the one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not regretfully or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always you have enough of everything." You may share abundantly and in every good work, as it is written. He scatters abroad and gives to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for, and for food will supply and multiply your need for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way. For your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs for, of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by the, your obedience and to obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by your generosity of your partnership with them and with all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for his incredible gift. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, this morning, we are starting this stewardship campaign, this stewardship time of learning, this stewardship time of thinking about who we are in Christ. And sometimes, well, it's just hard to think about stewardship. And I've got to admit, when I was younger... I didn't like to think about stewardship. I mean, there were times that I was barely making enough to put food on the table. There were times that I felt like I was stretched so thin that, well, I didn't know if I was coming or going or, or anything else. And I, I, I've got to admit, this probably is not my favorite topic to preach on either. But... 
I do like to follow the rules, right? I'm one of those rule followers kinds of people. And, and, and I like to, well, I don't like to get in trouble. And so while I don't like to get in trouble, I do realize that there are different motivations for giving. And as I just mentioned, I don't like to be in trouble. So sometimes I, I have guilt. I have guilt about not giving enough, or, or, or have I done enough, or, or have I supplied enough? And it seems like sometimes my treasure chest is running on empty, you know? I, I, I don't hear the jingles of my talents or the jingles of, well, change or money. But God said that he loves a cheerful giver. Whew. Well, that might, might take away some of my attitude. You know, guilt can be effective in bringing us to God. And maybe signing that final little loop of my name on a check or hitting uh, that last button on, on the app to make sure I gave, well, it feels good to have that chore done for the day. Uh, you ever make it feel like a chore to you? Well, you know, there are some things in life we just hate to do. Uh, my, my thing that I hate to do as a chore are clean toilets. I hate it right? I mean, I bet you all hate it, but it's something that needs to be done. Now, there are other motivations, though, for giving, because, well, in the Bible, God said to us, we ought to give. We ought to give. Well, that, that sounds good, but why should we ought to give, right? I mean, when we ought to give, we know that it's because we're giving to something that is good. Did you ever notice anymore that when people pass away, and, and maybe it's because I'm in my middle age, and maybe it's because I'm a pastor, but I, I, I read the obituaries now. I know as we get older, we all start to read the obituaries. It's weird. And for those of you who are younger, I am sorry for that, but it, it'll come to you too. And when I read the obituaries, anymore we don't seem to see that people are asking to give back to their congregations. Did you ever, ever notice that? Now, I don't have anything against puppy dogs. I don't have anything against kitty cats. Uh, humane societies are great things to give to. However, I think God is my top priority. And when, when I ask somebody if they want to remember me, if they, if they want to do something that can change the world, they need to remember God. So if you ought to give... If you should give, wouldn't that be the most likely place? Because, wait a minute, shouldn't the church be the one that's taking care of other people? I mean, that seems to be part of the mission of this church. We take care of people who find themselves hungry, right? We, we take care of people who, who 
want to learn more about God. We take care of, of people who are, are wanting to change their life and break free from addiction. We find all kinds of ways to change. And yet sometimes change is hard. Now we hear about this from those goofy Israelites who are whining and complaining to God once again. You want to see classical whiners and complainers. You know, this wasn't new to this century or to our generation. No, no, no. Whining and complaining has been going on, well, since the time of the Israelites wandering through the wilderness. And why did they wander through the wilderness? Because they were whiners and complainers. And yet God loved them so much that he was going to make sure that they had all of their needs cared for. So he, he gave them meat. He gave them food. And, and when they should have been saying thanks, sometimes they didn't obey. Sometimes they hoarded. And sometimes they'd start whining and complaining again. You know, I love to work with people. And sometimes I encounter people who are not happy for some reason or another. And maybe they just might be a grump. And i got to admit, I'm not the happiest person in the morning. First thing in the morning, I, I, I want quiet and peace and I want some coffee. It takes a few hours to get to this level of happiness and awakeness in, in, in me. And so when I stop and I think about that, I want to present myself to the world and my husband as the best person that I can be because that's who God is calling me to be. Did you ever think about that as being part of stewardship? That we should present ourselves as the best people that God has created us to be. And so that we would want to give to others. We would want to serve others. And that's the next motivation. We should want to honor God by the way that we present ourselves. You know, with these Israelites whining and complaining all the time, they weren't presenting their best self. And I can imagine with the people that they might encounter in other places might have thought about them. I, I even wonder about the generations as they started to have more children and as these Israelites, we know that the ones who originally left Egypt never did make it into the promised land, but their children did. And because we want to see the best for our children and for those who go on after us, that's another reason why we want to give, so that we might serve others there as well. Now, folks, because of that, and because I just seem to be very, very drawn to that kind of giving, I can't help but give. I mean, 
Did you ever think about that? You just can't help it that you, you, you want to serve God, that you're driven in a way that makes you want to do it. I can't help but wake up every morning, and I can't wait to get in here after I had my coffee and my wake-up time. I can't wait to get in here because there's always something new that the day is going to bring. And I'm going to be fortunate enough to see God moving. Did you ever think about that? If you give of yourself, you're going to actually see God moving around you and through you. Think about this. God uses you in ways that you might not ever realize. Some of you had the pleasure of meeting my youngest. Now, when my youngest was very young, he was one of the only children that we had in church. But he took his job very seriously. Oh, it was a self-appointed job that he had. He would greet people every morning. And he very much enjoyed greeting people. The youngest of my, of my children, he's kind of like a sunshine, kind of happy-go-lucky personality. And he would go up and down every pew shaking people's hands and telling them good morning and that he was glad to see them here. And one morning, as a matter of fact, he was about four years old. He had a stool in the bathroom that he used so he could brush his teeth. And I caught him standing on the stool one Sunday morning practicing, good morning, how are you today? I'm glad you're here. Now, nobody ever told him to do that. He just did it. And while he didn't, I mean, let's think about it. He was a four-year-old. He didn't have anything else to give of himself. But he gave because it made him feel good right here. Could you imagine a four-year-old being the hands and the feet of God and welcoming people into the life of the church? He did. He's still my happy-go-lucky, but he's also the one that climbs cell towers and scares the bejeebers out of his mother. That's the way it is. But God has wonderful things planned. The last of the motivations of why we give back to God, why these, these Israelites needed to stop complaining and focus more of their energy on God, more of their minds and their hearts on God, is this. We do it out of being able to worship God. Not just by being here, while, while it is very important that we are all together today, but because we are the caretakers of this world. That's what God has assigned us to be. That's what he told us in Genesis. We're supposed to be caretaking of this world, of each other, and we're supposed to do it as a form of worshiping God. Now, while we're here worshiping today, does all the things that you do 
do you do it in the honor and glory of God? Now, I got to admit, there are, there are times that uh, I don't do as well as I should or could as, as well. I, I, I was doing a good bit of whining and complaining over these past couple days as our flight got canceled to go see my husband's sister. Well, we went to her funeral yesterday. And then when we got our new flight, there was no car. And there was no car the next morning. And the next thing you know, I kid you not, I rented a U-Haul van and that's how we got to the funeral. Now, I was glad just to be able to do that. Uh, uh, there are, there's pictures. My husband took pictures of us in the U-Haul van. We did it. And then when we got back to the airport in time to catch the flight to take off. And then we got a screw, a bolt actually, in our tire on the way home from the airport last night. Now, in all those things, we could have been boo-hooing. We could have been really upset. But I knew in all those things that somehow somebody gave us a blessing of helping us change the dumb tire, that we were able to see a family and comfort them, people that we haven't seen for a very long time. And we were able to come back here to serve our family in God today. Now you put all that together. You see, God uses us in ways to be able to worship. Whether it's giving of our time, our talents, or our treasure. Well, I treasure each and every one of you. I truly do. And I pray that you treasure your time with God. You see, there are multiple ways to serve and to live into this life as the body of Christ. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today because you do walk with us every step of the way. And while sometimes things are uncomfortable, just as it was for the Israelites who were wandering through the wilderness, just as it was in the time period after Jesus had, had resurrected and gone to heaven and ascended to heaven, as the first church was forming, Lord, there were great times of discomfort. And throughout history, Lord, we know that there are many, many times of discomfort, and we meet might even have discomfort in our own lives. And yet, God, you still ask us to be cheerful in giving of our times, our talents, and our treasures, and to do it with gratitude. Gratitude for the blessings that you still bestow upon us. Well, Lord, I pray that today, that that change, that transformation, that shaping of our hearts is done so that we glorify you. And I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.